I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On today's episode, we hear from Ohio State men's basketball coach Chris Holtman. Despite the fact that the Buckeyes will apparently not be playing in either the Bahamas or South Dakota, the season is quickly approaching, even if they don't exactly know what the schedule is. So on Wednesday, Holtman met with the OSU media to discuss his team, coaching during COVID, and much more. You will notice that he mentions the fact that just as his presser was getting ready to start, word came out that Ohio State's football game against Maryland had been canceled, just in case if that helps you pinpoint when this conversation occurred during the week. Now, before we get into the audio, if you are finding this episode on our website, LandGrantHolyLand.com, make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you can get all of the unique and varied perspectives that you will only hear from LandGrantHolyLand.com. We are giving you a different podcast episode every single day of the Ohio State football season, Monday through Sunday, with focuses and perspectives that you won't hear anywhere else in the Ohio State podcasting universe, for better or for worse. So now with all of that logistical stuff out of the way, Here's Ohio State head men's basketball coach, Chris Holtman. All right, Coach Holtman, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we will uh, we'll start the questioning with Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch. Adam, lead us off. Chris, thanks for doing this. Can't hear you. My bad. New setup here. Uh, over here with uh, with football. So we're, we're good now? Yeah, yeah, thank you. So uh, as you're getting closer to the start of the season, um, can you give us kind of just an update in general on health of the team and, and status of the schedule? Yeah, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, relatively uh, healthy or at least compared to where they were have, has, have uh, taken steps forward. Um, uh, Musa and Seth are the two guys right now that are out of uh, live action right now and uh, they, they're able to do some limited contact drill work but uh, uh, neither guy is able to do live live action uh, work everybody else is uh, healthy and uh, in a good place physically uh, we had our first scrimmage yesterday um, and uh, with, with officials so the first time first time seeing officials here and, and uh, basically uh, since March, and uh, it was good. It was good to get back out there on uh, Saturday. We're going to simulate uh, an actual game day experience, pregame meal, walkthrough, scout and report. Um, uh, we'll bring officials back in on Saturday. But o- overall, our health remains relatively the same place it was. Uh, I don't have a specific timeline on on Seth and Musa at this point. I would I could speculate that Musa will be. Uh, closer to returning uh, than Seth. I, I think the timeline on Seth is still very much, um, uh, he, he's, 
I would say he's at least a, a month away from getting into live live action in terms of practice stuff. Alrighty, we'll go next to um, Steve Hillwagon. Steve? Hey, Steve. Hey, Coach. Um, I guess one of the purposes we were hoping to get was comments about uh, the guys you're signing, but uh, with Michi enrolling early, and, and I presume Keelan Etzler is signed, but I just saw on Twitter that Malachi Branham is not signing today. I don't suppose you can comment about that, but uh, I don't know. I guess the two guys that, that you are getting, that as far as I know you're getting, uh, just your thoughts about uh, what's going on there. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, so I appreciate you asking that. So I'll just be really general right now. We have we have a uh, a release that we'll be putting out, um, and I just I'll be general in my comments overall about our class. We'll we'll have um, all the signatures uh, from all three guys by by Friday afternoon. Things you know how this is. Guys want to do uh, things at their their high school. Um, so we'll have, we'll have those signatures of our entire class, uh, done on Friday afternoon and, uh, we'll put a release out shortly thereafter. Uh, suffice it to say, I'm really excited about this, this class. I think we've, uh, we've got some guys that, uh, I really feel confident are, are going to be able to step in and, and, uh, help us. Obviously we have some perimeter needs that we needed to, to address, uh, with, with graduation, uh, of CJ and, and our, our, our uh, couple perimeter players getting older. Uh, so we're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, Friday, um, I think we'll have all those, all those in and be able to put a release out. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of talk maybe uh, that, that there's still room possibly in the spring to add another guy and uh, the potential might be there for a big man, possibly maybe once you know your scholarship uh, situation, just uh, how do you go about that? And obviously recruiting since March has changed with no in-person contact. I don't know, maybe those two ideas that you're still looking at uh, seniors and uh, the inability, at least for the time being, to talk to them in person. Yeah, you know the the uh, recruiting has stayed has stayed the same. A lot of FaceTime uh, conversations, a lot of Zoom conversations, and uh, I think as much as possible, that's been the the, the personal face to face contact that that has been most helpful for us as a staff. And uh, it really has allowed us at times to do it in a different way, maybe a different, um, just a different way of of recruiting and and touching uh, recruits. So. Um, you know, I feel really good about where we're at. You, you, you mentioned uh, some of some of our uh, what we're still looking for. And we have, as, as you know, we've been recruiting uh, big guys for. We're at. Uh, I think uh, the pandemic has changed the timeline for some guys. In some cases, it's sped it up. In some cases, it's, it's slowed it down. So uh, we're going to run the race with guys that we feel great about, have a great relationship with. Obviously, you also have the spring uh, uh, period in which um, uh, we'll also certainly take a look at available uh, transfer big men as, as well. They'll, they'll be a part of that kind of pool of recruits that we'll look at. All right, we'll go next to Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Scoop. Tony. 
Chris, a few, a few times last year we would see EJ where he would just kind of take over a game. You guys have run the offense through him. I'm wondering how close is that to being not necessarily a nightly occurrence, but could occur nightly this season? Well, I think there's no question, Tony, he's got to take a, a, a really important step for us. Um, it, it, did you say EJ or CJ? EJ. EJ, yeah. Um, sometimes I, I uh, get confused on that um, or don't hear. But EJ for sure has to take a major step for us. Um, you know, I think to expect a sophomore to be someone you're going to run uh, 100% of the offense through is in, in the best league in the country is, is probably too much to put on him right now. Um, I think he's going to have some guys in Justice uh, and Dwayne and CJ um, that can can do some of those things in terms of playmaking and creating offense. Um, and then and then Kyle can also play off those guys a little bit. But but really, Justice, Dwayne, CJ, and EJ will be guys uh, along with Kyle. Uh, but those will be guys that will all play through various times. Justice gives us a unique a guy in that he's um, – you know, when you see him yesterday in a scrimmage, the way he moves, his athleticism, um, you know, he gives us just a little bit of a different element than we've had at, at, the, at the wing. You know, Jay Sean, we kind of slid him to the perimeter um, hit our, our one year together. And I think with a guy like uh, Justice, while they're different players, he and Jay Sean are different players, I think the versatility in which we utilize them could be similar. Is- is justice maybe a combination of Jay Sean and Kata of some in, in some ways, or well, sign me up for that today, <laughs> uh, every day of the week, twice on Sundays. I will take that. Um, I, I think uh, it's interesting, though. Personality-wise, he's probably closer to Kata. Um, he's he's got kind of a West Coast laid-back uh, personality, um, and. Uh, but he, he, when you see him move, he's tested out as, as our best athlete. Um, uh, when you see him move, he just for a guy that's, that's a good 6'7", um, he's, got, he's got good ball skills. His shooting has continued to improve. Um, I think we've got to tighten up some areas defensively with him. He really rebounds the ball well. But uh, his ball skills and his perimeter skills really allow us to move him around. Thank you. All righty, we'll go next to Stephen Means from Cleveland.com. Stephen. Hey, Chris. I know you're going to talk in general right now until everybody is signed, but when Abel went down and he, his career pretty much ended, how quickly did you guys kind of, as a coaching staff, discuss the idea of bringing a guy in early and then how much of the NCAA's decision to allow this year to not really count maybe impact you guys wanting to do that? Yeah, Stephen. So it's it's a good question and uh, one that I can talk in a general way. So when uh, you know when Abel uh, had an incident at practice, excuse me, at conditioning, um, you know, it was it was a few weeks ago now. I think maybe over a month and a half ago, right now. And um, at that point, you know, we had committed we had committed as as you guys know to really have a, a backcourt uh, that while it might be a little more, a little uh, lacking in depth, 
we felt, you know, we felt really good about the experience that CJ Dwayne was going to return. And if we could add an older guy like Abel, you know, we felt good about going into the season um, and knowing we could also move some of our, our wings around as well. So uh, when he went down, it was obviously a cause of serious concern for his health to begin with. The real blessing in this is that um, uh, in some ways you can look at this and say uh, this what happened to him here potentially saved his life. Uh, so uh, once we were able to step aside from that and figure out what we were going to do in terms of the basketball side of things, we did look at a couple of different options. One of those was um, bringing in someone from the outside. Um, and this, this has not been done much and we were we're kind of questioning if it could work, but we spent about three or four days really diving in with our compliance about, um, you know, what direction we could we go with. Could we look at a graduate transfer? Could we look at a high school um, a senior? And uh, it, it was a lot of uh, kind of research and digging and then figuring out, uh, obviously not every high school kid uh, or graduate transfer uh, could graduate. Uh, and do it, but uh, if there was the right opportunity, we wanted we wanted to make it happen, and um, and then obviously the the Jimmy's appeal coming through uh, was a real a real boom for us as well because of the depth that it'll provide. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we'll go next to Tim Hall from 97.1. Tim. Sorry, Coach. Um, I was I was wondering if you could just speak a little bit more about the type of person and the type of guy Jimmy Sotos is and how big of a deal that was. How excited was he to learn that th this mess got cleared up and he's eligible? Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, it was a I think as soon as we started to catch wind that that this year was in essence going to be a free year for athletes. Uh, if they choose it, right, that it wasn't going to affect their eligibility. Um, we had we had talked about doing a waiver for um, for Jimmy well before that, but I think that in our minds confirmed that let's go ahead and go through with it. Because initially, Jimmy won, wanted a year to develop. He's, you know, he's coming up a significant level. Uh, Bucknell was obviously a really good program, but coming up a significant level so I think he wanted a year to develop, uh, but we did we did feel um, comfortable putting a waiver in, and then we actually the 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 second waiver was actually uh, there was some some new information provided which we felt like helped his cause. But you know what he is right now is I think the thing he provides uh, most significantly, Gene, is um, shooting ball handling and passing right now. I think he's, he's got, uh, he's graded out as one of our best shooters. Um, and, 
he'll have an adjustment to the athleticism, the length, the speed that's at this level for sure. But uh, we see him as being a guy that, that will, you know, play both off the ball and then with the ball in his hands. Just, just a quick follow-up. I mean, a- anytime you think you're going to have a good shooting team, that's going to be awesome. But your, your program's had a focal point with Caleb Wesson and even the Wesson brothers for the last several years. I'm just wondering from you, what type of you know stylistically team do you think you're going to have? Does it excite you as a coach that you might you know, find a new way to play the game? Uh, what's, what's it going to be like on that front? You know, I think, uh, yeah, it, there's anticipation and excitement and, and you spend kind of season looking at things. Um, I will say I'd be really excited to have Caleb and Andre back as well. Um, but uh, guys leaving and graduate in, uh, uh, and obviously move on to the NBA, I, I think what it's, what it's done is, is made us look at different ways in which we'll uh, try to attack defenses. Uh, we had a really efficient, good offense last year. Our numbers were were really exceptional uh, for for most of the year, um, and in particular in league play, they were they were really good. We were an efficient group, uh, so I I think it'll be it'll be much different. You know, we'll we'll still play through the post at times, Tim, for sure, because we have guys that I think you can do that with, in in EJ and uh, Justice and Zed shown the ability to score in the post. But I don't know that we'll be near as, as uh, post-centric as maybe we were certainly in year two here when that was really the majority of our, of our offense. Thanks, man. All righty, we'll go next to Patrick Murphy, 247 Sports. Patrick. Hey, Chris. Uh, speaking of the, the post, Kyle Young, obviously one of your, your veterans, your leaders, if he is able to stay healthy for the entire year, what does he give you and what can he bring to this team? Maybe even more than we've seen in the past. You know what, Patrick, he's, he's really shot it well for us. And, and uh, I, you know, I think being able to play him, uh, he's moving really well. He's, you know, he's obviously had plenty of time here to heal from, from some of the uh, things he was banged up with primarily his ankle last year. Uh, but he's, he's really been able to catch and shoot for us in space. Um, you know, he doesn't have quite the touch that, that Caleb does. Uh, I'm not saying that, but he, I, I do anticipate that he's going to shoot uh, more threes than what he, what he has ever done, probably by a significant margin. And he's proven uh, time and again that uh, he's capable of doing that. And I think also being able to move him around with his mobility and attack um, he's got to take a jump for us offensively. Um, I'm not saying he's got to double his output, but it's got to be, you know, a, a significant number um, increase for us to be good. And then he's also got to provide uh, some of his, his defensive physicality, albeit he's undersized, but he's definitely going to have to provide that for his group. Um, because, right, like, you know, probably the defensive side right now is, is my biggest – you know, overall concern with our group. We have to continue to get better in that area. All right, we'll go next to Colin Hass-Hill from 11 Warriors. Colin. Chris, I feel like over the past, like, seven or eight months, there's been, like, three or four times where I felt like the, the roster settled. And then, you know, something else happens and someone moves on to get someone else. And, you know, finally two weeks away, it feels like, you know, you, you have your group and, you know, you've been through some practices now. What are just sort of your general thoughts, general vibe on, on what the team you have now 
given the fact like this is this is the group that you're going to lead this year and, and there aren't going to be presumably any more changes yeah no I'm excited I'm excited and I think that uh, uh, you know that is that is I think a, a, a rosters are always somewhat in transition whether it's through a, a, an injury like we had with Abel or um, uh, other situations. I think that's the norm in college basketball. I'm excited. We've we've had a pretty good feel, Colin, for what the bulk of our team was going to look like now, really since since uh, the spring. So we've been able to take a look at and, and figure some things out. Um, I think what we what we don't know is we just don't know until we start playing games against other comp- you know, other guys, kind of how how much. Uh, of a step forward have some of our guys taken that we need them to take. And, um, you know, we're not at the same place right now, I would say, just physically, uh, maybe that we were this time last year. And I think there's a number of reasons to explain that. Um, So, but I I do think that this group has a real chance to continue to grow. I think there'll be some roles that will evolve a little bit as the year goes on. Um, And I think, um, I'm excited about that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, we've, we've had a pretty good kind of feel for what our, our group's going to look like. But still, the, you know, yesterday being the first scrimmage, I think we've learned e- even more about, about some of our guys. How, how do you feel about this team's backcourt depth? And, and obviously that's been probably the one area that's changed at least in the past couple months most. And you know, I know you feel strongly about C.J. and Dwayne, but like you said, Jimmy was banned to sit out this year and then getting a guy who – Know, hasn't played since you know played in a high school game since his sophomore year I don't know how much you really would expect from him at least in year one what, what are your story sort of your general thoughts on on this backcourt depth I feel good about it now yeah I, do, I feel really good about it now and um, I think that uh, I would have had some concerns obviously with Abel going out had we not been able to to find another primary ball handler in and uh, in depth there, I, felt, I would have felt really concerned, uh, but I feel good about it now. You know, um, obviously uh, the pandemic makes depth, ev- you know, even more important than it's ever been. Um, but I think every every program right now is, is going to have to, uh, you know, be really flexible and adjust and guys are going to have to play that maybe um, uh, play more minutes than maybe uh, you, you anticipated just because of normal um, – you know, normal interruptions that could happen throughout the season. But I, I feel good about it. I really do. Then there's one quick last question. Is, who's you in scoring? Do you feel like you have any good vibes? I feel like the last two years we've pretty much known who was going to. Do you yeah. have a good vibe on, on that when you go into it this year? You know, I think Dwayne will be up there. Um, you asked me who could lead, who was going to lead us in scoring. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'll be, you know, Dwayne will be up there for sure. Uh, you know, he was second on our team last year, so you got to anticipate that uh, that he will. Um, you know, and he's playing with great confidence and, and uh, aggressiveness. He's got to continue to make the right reads and the right plays, and understand how teams are going to play him a little bit more. And I, you know, he's not—he's no longer kind of on the back end of the scouting report. Um, I, I think uh, I think Justice and and EJ uh, will will have a chance to be as well as CJ will have a chance to all kind of be up there. I, you know, really, I think in, in this group right now, you could look at any number of those five guys, including Kyle, and say that a different guy could lead us in scoring. But I think consistently you got to look at probably Dwayne. Dwayne's going to be up there. Thanks.
I got time for a couple more. We'll start with Jacob Benji from the Lantern. Jacob. Hey, Chris. I'm, uh, I'm curious about Zed Key in particular with, um, with how he's developed to the college game. Just being around guys like Kyle Young and EJ Liddell, who had that freshman acclimation period last season. How much have you seen Zed um, adjust to the college demands? I think he and Gene have both – Zed and Gene have both um, – they have both – been really, really uh, impressive in just her, her adjustment <clears throat> to the, the, the grind of, of what we're doing. They both have to get in better shape um, and continue to have to get in better shape. And I think collectively as a team, that's, that's important for us. Um, but uh, both guys have a real maturity. Both guys are going to play for us. Um, I feel confident in saying that, that both Zed and Gene are going to play. Um, uh, they're going to be in our rotation to, uh, to some degree. And um, obviously, Zed, there's a little more need for him because of uh, interior depth. Um, but both guys, uh, Gene's shown the ability to really defend, uh, played well in yesterday's scrimmage. Uh, I think both guys, uh, fitness is the biggest thing for Zed right now. Uh, I texted with his dad back and forth this morning. And... Uh, uh, had a great conversation. That's the biggest thing for him. That and just kind of understanding uh, the demands of, of a guy at this level playing the pos- kind of an interior position. But uh, I feel really good about both those guys and their, their careers here. Thank you. I've got time for two more. Uh, on the last two will go to Adam Jardy and Bruce Hooley. We'll start with Bruce Hooley. Bruce. Do I hear you, Bruce, or no? I don't see you. All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Adam Jardy. Adam, Chris, the, obviously having to withdraw from the South Dakota tournament, and you know, the season is technically supposed to start in two weeks. Can you describe what it's like trying to find games at this juncture, and just how much of a challenge that has been? Yeah, it's been a challenge, guys. Listen, it's been. I'm not going to lie to you and say it hasn't been a challenge. Uh, it has. I think we made the right decision. Uh, Dr. Jim Borchers uh, had a real conversation with me uh, last week about the positivity rate uh, in South Dakota, and uh, I appreciated him. Um, you know, we had been tracking that pretty closely. Uh, it was a tournament we really wanted to play in. That's kind of why we stayed in it as long as we did. Um, so it, it has been a challenge. I would say it's probably been right now about 70% of my work uh, days and nights have been scheduling because I, I think at this point it kind of has to be head coach to head coach when you're talking about scheduling games um, uh, to expedite the process. Um, I'm hoping that we'll have some clarity to it. You know, the toughest thing about scheduling is both teams have to agree to it and be engaged and have a date at this point and want to play the game. And I think we've had, you know, we've had some great ideas about some potential um, matchups, uh, but we haven't been able to have, uh, I think, a unified agreement on, on, on the game yet. So, um, you know, we'll see. We obviously have some exciting non-conference games. Um, and the biggest thing for us is we've got to get, we've got to get some games scheduled. We're close to that. Um, uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, what, what the rest of our non-conference is going to look like. You know, the, the, the one thing about our league – as you, as you look at the schedule in its entirety is uh, 
it'll it'll again be the best and deepest basketball league in the country. So the number of uh, games that you're going to play um, in a quad one or quad two type opportunities are off the chart in a league that uh, last year had 12 or 14 teams in the top 50 of the net. Um, so I think the opportunities in our for teams in our league is a little bit different because they are so frequent. Um, but I also would like to play, you know, as many non-conference challenging games as possible to prepare us for that. So long, sto- long answer. We're hoping to put the the finishing touches on that. I'm hoping in the next. I know my wife would would like that as well in the next week or two. Hopefully, I I can take a couple more if you'd like. It's yeah, sure. Uh, we'll go to Bruce Woolley. Yeah, Coach. Um, wonder if you could talk about the uh, complications or the likelihood, I guess, a better word, of Michi playing um, even as early as the North Carolina game a week after he enrolls. Um, you know, it makes sense for him to, to come because I get it. He's a free year, but he was going to play high school basketball. And even as good as he is, this is a whole different level. Can you just talk about the uh, what kind of likelihood is it for him to be a contributing player this year? Yeah. So, I, you know, we were looking at that and I'll just kind of speak in a little bit of a general sense right now that, that um, um, you know, we, we were when we were looking at bringing in uh, um, someone, uh, you know, we were looking at different dates and some somehow, you know, the date around mid-December uh, was, was what we were looking at both for a high school a player or, or someone else. Um, I, I think with the protocols in place with, with the pandemic now, with the, the daily testing required, it, and, in, and important and specifically in his situation, uh, he is physically really, really healthy right now. Um, uh, and in a really good place, but as, as it's been mentioned, he, you know, he hasn't played competitive, you know, organized, uh, games, uh, with the exception of, of AAU for a while. So, um, I think the biggest thing for us is we're going to keep in mind his health. Um, uh, you know, those decisions that were made were made kind of in a long term mm-hmm. with long term thinking in mind, uh, about what can prepare him for, uh, uh, an increased role uh, next year. Having said that, I feel like um, there's real opportunities to help this team, but we want to we want to understand that that his health, his overall health, will need to be fully evaluated, and it's in his best interest here. I apologize, I got in a little late. Uh, have you replaced the three games you were going to get in South Dakota yet? Yeah, no. So we're we're in we're in talks about. Uh, I, we will not at this point be playing in in another exempt event uh, like that at another location. Um, you know, right now we're hoping. You know, I'm hoping that my 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 phone will uh, will stop will start buzzing and we can we can finish up a few things here in the next, like I said, couple of days. But we we don't have anything yet um, finished. I do want to play 27 games as opposed to what some programs are doing in terms of playing 25. I do want to play 27. I think that's important for our group. Um, so that, that will mean what we'll to do some type of exempt event, whether that's here or someplace else. Uh, we're close on a couple games, but uh, we, we haven't had the finishing touch on the schedule yet. Thank you. 
All righty, and we'll wrap it up with Brendan Gulick from Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated. Brendan. Coach, thanks for being generous with your time and sticking around a little bit here. Um, I'm not sure if you had heard uh, during your conversation with us, the football game between Ohio State and Maryland has been canceled this weekend. Wow. Yeah, there was a, a breakout of cases, uh, eight cases reportedly uh, with Maryland. And I realize that has nothing to do with your program, but it, it kind of begs a different question. Um, I recognize that you guys have seasons that overlap a little bit, and I know you have a good relationship with Coach Day. How much do you guys discuss, uh, or maybe do you pick his brain about, hey, how comfortable are you with travel logistics, and how did you guys handle this situation, and, and what can we do to be prepared for this situation? Do you have any of that back and forth with him? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm impressed that so many of you have stayed on the call here, given that news. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we uh, trust me. I appreciate that. I, you know, if I'd have heard that, I might have might have left this call. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, uh, I do. You know, obviously love Ryan and uh, got got great respect for he and his staff. So we have, you know, we talked a little more, Brendan, in the summer about um, about protocols and about what they were doing with their guys and, and what we would do with our guys and testing. And um, we talked about myocarditis. We, you know, we've talked about a lot of things and how to best, um, you know, keep our guys uh, safe and healthy from our perspective. I've certainly picked his brain on that. Um, and uh, it, not as much since the season has gotten started, uh, more, so, more so in the off season. I think we all understand that, listen, in a year like this, that uh, your team, you know, has got to expect uh, interruptions and uh, you kind of have to normalize struggle a little bit. I talked about that uh, Carol Dweck um, uh, comment uh, that, that she likes to say. There is going to be interruptions and struggle in a normal uh, season. We expect that. I think – uh, we, we've had practices where we've only been able to practice with, um, uh, you know, six or seven guys, not because of necessarily positivity, but because of following all the, the necessary protocols of contact tracing. Uh, we've had very few interruptions within our, within our program, very few. It's been a, a real, real blessing that we've had very few interruptions with uh, our practices, but we do expect that there will be some. Uh, obviously, this is a significant one, uh, and and you know this doesn't necessarily involve the Ohio State, but it does involve us in in the sense that uh, it's it's somebody we were supposed to play. So we have had those conversations. He's been really helpful. His staff's been really helpful. How about your team's makeup? I mean, I, I realize you guys were basically at the very front end of this pandemic, yeah. And and obviously, you know, while that sucks, you at least had some experience with having dealt with this uncertainty and whatnot. So as you get ready to launch a new season, do you think maybe that, I don't, I don't want to say the maturity level, but like, does it help the mentality and, and the overall understanding from a team perspective of just taking care of today, appreciating today and letting the rest go? Yeah, that's it really. That's it, Brennan. I think it's the idea that we get to do this. We don't have to do this. We get to come in and uh, be an athlete and get better and if it's only six of us, it's only six of us, we get to do this. Let's find a way to maximize the day in front of us 
outside of this, let's do all the protocols to mitigate any risk as much as we can. Um, I, I do think we have a mature group. I've said that, and and they've they've been really. Uh, I think we all have a tendency to relax, but I think they've been really on point with following the protocols. I've been really, really impressed, but it's not going to completely eliminate any risk. But yeah, it's really that you're trying to stay in the moment. And, uh, you know, I'm putting a 27 game schedule together. I don't think we're going to play 27 games, but I'm putting one together. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks guys. Be well. Thank Take you. care. Thanks Chris. Thanks coach.